the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It doesn't report on something doesn't mean the tree isn't falling and lots of trees aren't falling. Indeed, a lot are. It's a delight to welcome to the show Laura Reese. She's the former acting uh, Department of Homeland Security Deputy Chief of Staff, and she is a senior research fellow at the Heritage Foundation. Later this week, the Heritage Foundation is putting on a conference. It's this Thursday, Biden's border catastrophe. And the effort here is to discuss what is taking place at the border as well as to promote the actual facts. 210,000 apprehensions at the border. Unbelievable. Lori, excuse me, Laura Reese, thank you and welcome to the Airwaves of Phoenix. Appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Tell us what, Laura, when you look at it from your previous perch at DHS or where you are now at the Heritage, tell me what you see that most of the American people at this point are not seeing when it comes to our border crisis. Or what is it you would like most of the American people to know that you see that you don't think they see? Well, there's a few things, and all of it is is very unfortunate. One is the Biden administration and the left. They want to completely erase the line between legal and illegal immigration. Uh, They have changed the terms. They won't use the term illegal immigrant or illegal alien or illegal immigration. They call it, um, they don't call it unauthorized anymore. They call it irregular. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't even seen that. I just see migrants, to be honest with you. Yeah. And um, so they want all this appear normal and okay and even lawful and that way uh, there won't be any clamor for uh, removable aliens to be deported and then they can more easily provide them amnesty and green cards and um, so they're they're just seeking to process in as many illegal aliens as fast as possible and they don't want attention on it. They don't want media uh, spotlight on it. And so, unfortunately, very few reporters are, are still reporting on this. Um, the most inhumane aspect of it is the, the number of unaccompanied alien children. And each month, that number is reaching a new record. So for July, 19,000 unaccompanied alien children crossed that border. And the Biden administration is enticing it. Secretary Mayorkas of Homeland Security has said repeatedly that unaccompanied alien children will not be turned away. And in 2008, the Democrats introduced and passed a bill that uh, is supposed to prevent trafficking of children, trafficking of, of unaccompanied children. But it does the exact opposite. It showers them with benefits for being an unaccompanied alien child. And the numbers have spiked ever since passage of that bill. They know it, and they refuse to change it. On the unaccompanied children, Laura, what 
roughly are we seeing as age groups and what roughly are we seeing is their impetus or catalyst for coming? Are they directed by cartels, family members? Is it a situation like, um, I don't know, uh, like an Elian Gonzalez where the mom sacrifices her life on the way to get him or, or her child to, to, to freedom in America? What do we know about these? And I know it's hard to interview them. I know it's nearly impossible. But what do we think we know about these unaccompanied minors? So many of them are actually upper teens. Okay. So it's, it's, I don't want people to think, you know, it's all babes and all, babes and all. Right. That's not the case. Right. Um, in terms of family situation, we can, we can be talking can be, sixteen and seventeen year olds. Is your point? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Where they've got a little more of their own agency and, right. and ability, right? Um, and and self determination. Um, and the family situation can vary. It could be a a parent or a relative is already in the U.S. and they are bringing their child up to reunite with them. Or it could be the parent is in Central America and setting the child up because the parent knows that child's going to get in because Secretary Mayorkas said so, um, and then uses that child to gain a foothold in the U.S., and then the parent will then subsequently go reunite with the child. Um, but it's gotten so bad that even Catholic Charities, which is one of the many... Um, NGOs oh, yeah. involved with the Biden administration um, due to COVID and the, the 20% or higher COVID positive um, cases among these unaccompanied children, even Catholic Charities is, is waving the flag saying, please pause until we can get a handle on the COVID positive cases. The COVID positive thing seems to be uh, the most brushed under the rug of all of this. I was reading a report out of McAllen, Texas, if I'm not mistaken. They had a realization that 1,500 COVID-positive illegal immigrants were released into the community. If that's happening there, if that's true and that's happening there, that can't be the only place that's happening. No, and, and recently uh, there was a Health and Human Services, and that's the department responsible for housing the unaccompanied alien children. So an HHS whistleblower said that the COVID-positive cases was were in, intentionally undercounted mm-hmm. in prior months. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's now coming out. And I think last week was a real convergence. I mean, America be about this at all um, and haven't been for months. But last week when the administration, Dr. Fauci and CDC started re-implementing mask mandates, and, and, you know, Americans have had enough of lockdowns and shutdowns and kids suffering from, you know, lack of schooling. Um, to, to have those orders reimposed and yet see what's going on at the border, um, not just in numbers, but with the COVID-positive results, um, Americans have, have really had it. And so um, I, I think... And now you're starting to see some members of Congress are calling for the impeachment of President Biden, as well as Secretary Mayorkas. Um, yeah, yes, I saw I saw the Mayorkas one, which actually I'm glad you raised because it does lead me to this question. A lot of the defense or at least justification for doing what shall we say, our utmost to provide the best welfare services we can for the illegal immigrants um, 
amidst amidst all that, we're told that so many of them are seeking amnesty and leaving dire situations. They should be covered, if not by American law, international law. At the same time that the Secretary of Homeland Security seems to know how to tell people not to come because he told Cuban refugees they will be turned back and around. There's a consistency here that seems to be absent, isn't there? Absolutely. And he himself is a is a Cuban and came here as a child from Cuba and will tell, you know, that story repeatedly. So it's kind of shocking to uh, um, not extend that to, to fellow Cubans. Um, and in fact, the point that I, get, I, I guess I want to say, I mean, I, I just part of the question, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Laura, I, it's not lost on you. But when you're talking about amnesty and true human rights violations, one of the first countries most normal people would think of is Cuba. Yeah. Yeah. The Cubans who are either forced out or fleeing are much more likely to be eligible for asylum based on persecution. Right. Um, based on political opinion. Right than the Central Americans coming up. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the left uses um, uh, asylum to, again, make it appear that it's a lawful process. Now, asylum is an immigration benefit. That doesn't mean you can just cross illegally, but because you're going to ask for asylum, that suddenly makes your um, crossing legal. You're just seeking a benefit that is available, but you should have gone to the port of entry and asked for it there. Um, and so what the left will do, though, is just brush all of it as, well, anyone who asks for asylum is is going through a lawful process. And that's just not the case. And many from Central America are not eligible for asylum because it's not on account of, there's no persecution or well-founded fear on account of, political opinion or race or nationality. Um, so they just aren't eligible, generally. Laura, if this isn't an unfair question, you know, you, you, you have served in the Department of Homeland Security at very high level, very high levels. How would you rate the difference between the media focus when you were at the Department of Homeland Security and now? How the, the media focus, the media attention on the problem with illegal immigration. How would you, how would you score and analyze the media responses? I'd say it's night and day. Okay. Um, you had the media, you had members of Congress like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, you had Senator Kamala Harris and others down at the border decrying children being housed um, in detention. And um, now, you know, they are nowhere to be found along the southern border. And extremely limited media are still covering uh, what has become really a catastrophe. And the children problem, the child problem is worse now than it was when you were in office, is it not? Um, It is because, again, we're dealing with historic numbers of unaccompanied children. Because this administration um, continues to entice them. And also because the uh, Biden administration immediately stopped many of the the policies uh, that the Trump administration put in place to stop the caravans of illegal immigrants. So they they threw open the doors and uh, people have responded. And now we're dealing with these horrible conditions. 
Laura, last question. You've been generous with your time. I know it's late. One of the things that keeps me worried more than anything, we haven't mentioned it much here. I just wanted to get your quick take on it. We lost 93,000 Americans to drug overdose last year. That's a number we've never seen before. A large part of that responsibility is fentanyl. A lot of that is coming through with these illegal immigrants too, isn't it? Yes, it is. And it doesn't get enough attention. And it will knowingly kill more Americans. And the Biden administration has not said anything about it. Uh, it's, I mean, so much of all this is shocking. But honestly, how many Americans have to die from this poison before they're going to lift a finger and change their policies? I think they want us basically to not pay attention. I, I mean, honestly, I think they rather just not have to deal with this. Because we know how to do it if we want to. You did it. We've done it. Uh, it. It was done in the first George Bush administration. It was done somewhat in the Reagan administration. My sense is it's a matter of it's a matter of will, not ability. You agree with that assessment? Yes, it's a matter of will to stand up to the radical left of, of the party uh, to say no. It, it takes will to actually enforce the laws. Um, and this president is, seems incapable of doing it. Laura, thank you. I know, as I said, it's late, and uh, and you have a lot on your plate, so I just wanted to thank you for your time on this and let people know if they go to the Heritage Foundation website, heritage.org, they can learn more about um, about this panel, Biden's border catastrophe with you and Chad Wolf and Mark Morgan. Looks fantastic. I'm going to try and tune in, but I really appreciate your thoughts on it this evening, Laura. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. You bet. Laura Reese from the Heritage Foundation, folks. 602-508-0960. We will be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show, 602-508-0960. Just got to meet a new little puppy our engineer brought in, Ben, who's how old, Bill, do we think Ben is? About a year and a half, maybe? Cute little boy. Anyway, oh, well, speaking of uh, speaking of dog owners, Robin, surprise. Hi, Rob. Well, hi. Whatever I have to say is totally unimportant. I want Bill or you to talk about Ben. I know. Okay, all work stopped. We have... We have this wonderful engineer here, Richard, and um, he brought in uh, the dog today. And you're right; all uh, all work stops. You know, it's a dog friendly office. Exactly. It's not always exactly. the most productive office. <laughs> <laughs> well, at any rate, no, and I think that's wonderful. And congratulations. Uh, One could argue it's more productive because people are calmed and satiated by the dog. You know, it's kind of oh, therapy. Yeah. Yeah. There are therapy I've animals always, come yeah. through here. I've always- I've always been a believer in, uh, you know, taking your pet to work and all that kind of stuff. We, we so, do a lot of that As here. long as you're able to. Yeah, I know. It's kind of hard when you're on, say, an aircraft carrier. At yeah, a little different. A uh, little easier at a radio little, station, yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, I was thinking, and this is sort of based on that uh, video, the six-minute video that was on Twitter that I think Seb Gorka had been... You were the straw uh, that broke on. the camel's back. You know that, right? Yeah. You figured well, that yeah. out, didn't you? I'm just doing my job. When I when I said after a certain point of people sending you a video, you just got to air the damn thing. The last person to send it to me was you. Well, you know, I I, I make no. You did a service. I got a lot of calls and emails saying send me a link. No, you did a public service. You never know. Well, well, I, that's 
that's what I'm here for. Yep. And that's what you're there for. Yep. So we're, we're a team. Yep. Now, thinking back to that video, I believe the doctor that was talking said that there really is no vaccine for a respiratory virus. Do you recall that? There's no vaccine for, well, here's what I recall him saying. What I recall him saying is that you cannot vaccinate towards elimination as a goal if there are hosts right. other than humans. I think he used the phrase animal reservoir, perhaps. Yeah, that could be. Um, now, that comports I, with something I read over the weekend entirely differently, which is uh, diseases can be eliminated if they only exist in a human. But if they exist in other animals, it's just impossible. That's my understanding of basic epidemiology. If I'm wrong, I'm happy oh, okay. to be corrected. Yeah I, I, yeah, I just seem to recall something in that video about uh, the fallacy or the, the futility of somebody trying to uh, vaccinate against a, uh, a virus that gets into the respiratory system that there is really no effective vaccine against. I mean, even the flu vaccine and the cold uh, that people get. And, and really, COVID is just sort of a cold slash flu vaccine or a, a, a virus. Now, my thing and concern is this whole mandatory uh, uh, vaccination. Mine, too. Of Mine, too. That's uh, a big issue for there's, me. There's, yeah, there's a couple ways that I look at it. Well, Will you do me this favor? I, I because of a, of a of a scheduling problem on a on my last uh, on my last segment. I'm I'm running close to the break, Rob. Can I just ask you to hold one more sec and and we'll pick it up on the sure. other side. This is super important and I don't want to I don't want it oh, to yeah. be stinted. I appreciate it. Well, let me pick up on that, but let me let me just preface it by saying if you listened to the director of the CDC, and we'll play the audio when we come back to Rochelle Walensky over the weekend talking to Wolf Blitzer. If you look, listen to her, there is no more justification, as far as I can see, at all for vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, you name it. We'll get into that when we come back. We'll be right back. The boys honoring Ransom Eli Olds, the inventor of the Oldsmobile, their first prototype being the Speedwagon. Rob, in surprise. Welcome back, Rob. Well, thank you. And I uh, really think Kevin Cronin's uh, a great songwriter and performer. You know what uh, they did, though? You know that there's, there's people will understand my frustration. I went to a concert of theirs, uh, I don't know, two years ago. They were here at the Celebrity Theater. And uh -huh. the way these things work with bands that have been around for a while is they cut a new album, and the producer of the album, the production company, the album company, they're the ones that pay for the tour. So, of course, uh -huh. like the first 10 songs have to be off the new album when all anyone wants to hear is, you know, Time for Me to Fly or, <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and uh, no, no, no. Don't, don't throw sticks at me. <laughs> or Little River Band. Cool changes, oh, Little River Band. Yeah, well, that's. That's uh, different. Everything, <laughs> everything just crashed in my head. But the oh, AC went out, so we left before they did any of their uh, any of their good music. Any of the great stuff. And, yeah. and we um, are all diminished. Anyway, sorry about that. Go ahead, sir. You're talking. No, no, that's great. I'd, I'd rather talk about Ben. I'd rather talk about our real Speedwagon and music and, and all this. But unfortunately, we have to deal with the real world. I know. Our graver business frowns on this levity, Shakespeare said. <laughs> now, my, yeah. Oh, 
Oh, and by the way, I did complete my uh, my uh, uh, Divine Comedy course at Hillsdale College, and yes, I got another B on my final, but hey, I'm fine with it. You're going to have to step it up a little bit, you know, that's a Jewish F. Well, yeah, well, I know that, but you know, the 67-year-old mind isn't quite the same as they say a 25- to 30-year-old mind. I know, your wife has been saying that for a while about you. <laughs> yes, of all the things I've lost, I miss my mind the most, I know. Anyway... There's, there's two tacks I have to this concern I have about the vaccination for the military. One is, if you remember back, and I in you know, six to nine months ago, we had the commanding officer of an aircraft carrier who was over in Guam, who uh, they got a COVID, uh, I don't know, epidemic or something. And so he uh, ended up getting fired because I guess he didn't use the chain of command when he was expressing concerns via message. And he got the ship uh, basically... Uh, unmanned and into certain quarters to quarantine them for about 14 days. Um, part of my concern is based on what uh, things seem to be indicating, as you know, where even vaccinated people will spread the virus. Right. Let's say, let's say all the military people get the virus, and then you end up with, you know, say 75% of those uh, vaccinated in the military now come down with COVID. Now, they're not going to die mainly because of their age, but they are going to probably be not exactly combat ready. So that's a huge concern of mine. Um, now, that's one tack, uh, is the lack of combat readiness as a result of mandating uh, the coronavirus vaccine. Now, one uh, of the arguments, you help me with this, Rob. I don't know the world the way you do, uh, as well as you do. Help me with this. Someone said, oh, big deal, they already get 16 vaccinations or something like that. Well, but they get them for different reasons. And they're tested and proven. That's right. Uh, Malaria, smallpox, depending on the world. Fully authorized by the DEA, long history and track record. Okay, fair enough. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. And again, why not hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, vitamin D, and zinc for these guys instead of this mandatory vaccination? Now, the other half is, okay, let's say the military makes this mandatory for everybody. Gold, darn it. Okay, so now... People that may have maybe a pre-existing health condition in the military that keeps them from, you know, getting a, a thing or a religious conviction against fire, uh, getting a vaccine. Or uh, let's say a military person doesn't want to get it for whatever reasons. Now, what are their choices? Do they quit? Do they retire? Do they resign? Do they get put in the brig? Do they get fired? And all of a sudden, in any case, you're losing combat readiness. And, oh, by the way, I don't think the Chinese military is mandating their military to get a COVID vaccine. You know? Well, I'm almost certain of it. I'm almost certain you're right about that. I'm almost certain you're right about that. Interesting point is how would we ever know and how would we ever trust them uh, to tell us what it is we do need to know? But, yeah, hold the line, because when we come back, I want to play for the audience that Rochelle Walensky and get your take on it. So so I'm going to keep you a little longer. And again, folks, I don't think the story is that Barack Obama had a dance party, Janet Reno style, without masks and vaccine checks. The bigger story is why does he have a criminal anti-Semite Farrakhan follower and defender of pedophilia at his party with Gail King? who I never want to hear about vaccines from again. She was there, too.
We're happy. We're we're happy to do pop remedial uh, education here, uh, as needs be. Rob, hold on. I'm going to get back to you in a minute. I just want to uh, let everyone know portions of this show are brought to you by a great company in town, Trades Unlimited Roofing Company, for all your roofing needs: repairs, replacements, installations, inspections, you name it. And they want me to tell you right now about their great work with foam roofing. Foam roofing. If you have a foam roof that's five years old, it's time to have it inspected and recoded. The brutal Arizona sun beats on it, and the coating starts to get little bubbles and holes. That means it's disintegrating. So before those leaks begin, give Trades Unlimited a call at four eight zero four eight three one seven seven five. It's company I've used. I'll use them again. The customer service is fantastic. I've been to the warehouses and office. I know these people, and I trust them, and I am so thankful they help sponsor this show. It is a light to be able to ask you to sponsor them in return. For all your roofing needs, repair, replacement, inspection, new, you name it, Trades Unlimited. Go to tradesunlimited.com. That's tradesunlimited.com. Rob, thanks for waiting. Oh, no, it's my pleasure. I, I enjoy the commercials, and I guess that little river band ditty that you put in there. <laughs> well, That's remedial okay. education. Now, speaking of remedial education, listen to your CDC director from uh, this weekend with Wolf Blitzer. Bill, this is Rochelle Walensky. Listen to this. Out there, do you think the CDC and others, for example, got the messaging wrong when it comes to breakthrough cases, people who are fully vaccinated but get COVID? Experts have repeatedly insisted that Breakthrough cases are rare, almost dismissing fears, but would it have been better to give a more nuanced explanation about what to expect? I think we all have to recognize that um, with 164 million people who are vaccinated, um, we should expect tens of thousands, perhaps, of uh, breakthrough infections. But the most important thing is not the number of the breakthrough infections, but what happens here. Those breakthrough. So infections stop telling me about might- cases and tell me about deaths. If that's the case, stop <laughs> telling. But we're not done. Keep going not dying. And I think that that's the most important thing to understand. We have a massive number of people who are vaccinated and and, um, those breakthrough infections tend to be mild and not severe. But what about uh, all the fully vaccinated people who get the breakthrough infection? Can they pass it on? Could they pass it on to their children? Could they pass the virus on to older people, especially more vulnerable people with the underlying health conditions? And that's exactly the point that we made in our guidance. So, yes, they can with the Delta variant. So why, 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 why have a vaccine passport? If a vaccinated person can transmit it, what the heck is the import or relevance of proving you've been vaccinated in a public space? That's my question, well, Rob. What is the point? Well, yeah, and, and why get a vaccination in the first place? And, again, I'm, I'm losing uh, – Let's see, I, I got my sister upset. I got my oldest daughter upset. Well, she lives in Santa Monica, so she's been probably lost to the uh, L.A. Uh, uh, brainwashing and indoctrination. And my sister's in St. Louis area, and uh, she got a vaccine. Um, but again, if the vaccine can spread the virus to both vaccinated and unvaccinated, as I understand it, seems like, you know, we're involved in the most what unregulated and unaccountable medical human experiment right. in the history of mankind. That's right. And uh, and what worries me is, you know, she said 164 million people have gotten the vaccine, and they apparently don't have a problem with being experimented upon. 
without knowing what's in the vaccine, without knowing that, well, at the time they took it, you know, six months ago, they probably didn't know that they could spread the virus with it, which means that, again, I think I mentioned this before, uh, previously in our talks, like, well, that means the vaccine's not effective. And we already know that the masks aren't effective and they want to mask up kids in school. And did they ever clarify that thing with the Phoenix School District that they still it's in, have to it's wear in, masks? It's in litigation. It's in litigation as we speak. Oh, good. I believe yeah, the Phoenix School District is violating the law. And I, I believe that's true. And I would go one further. And I would say in the next legislative session, I want to um, – and I guess this will be my test, actually, for legislative candidates that seek my support. I'm going to ask them if they would support legislation banning mandates in private businesses in the state of Arizona, too. Yeah, I think um, – you know, when, As a matter of racial equity, because the okay. unvaccinated are disproportionately African-Americans and Hispanic-Americans, mm-hmm. and if businesses are going to have a policy that prevents people – from going into their businesses without a vaccination, then we are going mm-hmm. to have policies that disproportionately affect minority populations in this state, and I don't think it's fair. Well, it isn't fair. And, and again, remember in the old days when they had, uh, on the other side of the coin, they had the Trump derangement syndrome. Yes. PDS. I, think, I think we're dealing now with the pandemic derangement I agree. syndrome. PDS. And, and that's, again, what worries me is how many people accepted the fact that a, an experimental vaccine uh, was good enough and yet existing pills. Well, well, the interesting point to that is the interesting point to that is, is how many people got behind the vaccine? The answer is they got behind it only mm-hmm. after the, only after January 20th. Do you remember yeah, how many that. Democrats said they would not trust a vaccine if Donald Trump yeah, told them Trump. to take it? Yeah, exactly. And now we've got the government as doctor for the United States and its citizens. And I think that's just utterly insane. Well, it is. When you consider that the Center for Disease Control, its full name is the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, you realize they massively failed on their one job. Now, I get that they have a big one job, but I also get that they're involved in lots of things that aren't really their job. And if you want to tell me that 600,000 deaths by their counting is success, I'm going to tell you it's failure. And if you're going to tell me that their guidance, which changes every two months directly and specifically, I mean guidance like don't wear a mask to wear a mask, to wear two masks, to get vaccinated, don't wear a mask, to get vaccinated, wear a mask. Never mind all the other stuff about herding immunity and origin, and it's okay to go to to Asia. It's okay to go to Asian congregate gatherings, but not white congregate gatherings. And it's okay to go to a birthday party on Martha's Vineyard, but not a motorcycle rally outdoors in South Dakota. Why would we listen to anything these guys say? They're not idiots. They're not hypocrites. They're incompetent. And they don't have your best interests at heart. They have theirs at heart. Thanks for spending some of your day with us. For those of you that saw the movie No Safe Spaces, the Adam Carolla, Dennis Prager movie, you may remember an incident that took place at Evergreen State 
College. It's really been for 50 years one of the most left-wing colleges in the country, which is saying something because I think I went to a left-wing college, but it has nothing on Evergreen State. You may recall in that movie it featured two professors. They were married to each other, still are, Heather Haying and Brett Weinstein, good committed lefties who weren't going to put up with the race crap and weren't going to not teach on a day dedicated to a specific race. Just not something they do. They don't cancel classes. A lot of professors maintain that position, not even because someone claims they have to do so in the name of race. They ultimately had to leave Evergreen State. They were no longer safe there. And I remember saying at the time, those will be our new conservatives. Someday, you just watch these committed liberals as their movement turns on them. They will be our next conservative mainstays and converts. Well, they have a new book out coming out next month, A Hunter-Gatherer's Guide to the 21st Century. It looks fantastic. I will give you an excerpt as a close to the show. Stealing Childhood from the Young by organizing and scheduling their play for them, by keeping them from risk and exploration, by controlling and sedating them with screams and algorithms and even legal drugs practically guarantees that they will arrive at the age of adulthood without being capable of actually being adults. Stealing childhood from the young practically guarantees that you will have adults who are incapable of being adults. I think we have it now. Their point is it will get worse. I'm looking forward to the book. Looking forward to talking to you tomorrow. Until then, God bless you all and class dismissed.